number seven to be fixated on money and wealth <coughs> can I preach this one too? <laughs> to be fixated on money and wealth your whole existence is to make money and to have money everything about you is money 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 you think money walk money run money um, you, you, you breathe money you talk money it is, it, it is like it, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing because then even the you relate to people based on how much money they have in their account not who they are but how much money they, they have how much they can give you. you you enter into relationships and marriages based on how much money is at play and is available and um, you do things for people because there is some money at the end of the day to be received if you have been poor before you know money is not a bad thing hallelujah tell somebody money is not a bad thing money is not a bad thing however it is the insatiable desire to make money at any and every cost that we are talking about here so the bible says in Let's, let's go to scriptures a bit and then work our way so we can all be on the same page. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6 from 6 to 10. First Timothy chapter 6 verses 6 to 10. For the love of money from 6 to 10. From 6 to 10. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Seven. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Eight. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Nine. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. 10. This is where a lot of us know for the love of money is the root of all evil which while converted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith which while some coveted after which while some pursued which while some chased they have erred and fallen aside from the faith this is one of the the first part is one of the most known widely scriptures in the bible and yet the most uh, misquoted scripture in the bible because the bible says the love of money is the root of all evil but many people quote it as money is the root of all evil money in itself is inherently neither good nor bad in fact i, I dare say that it is more good than it is bad because you can use it for, to do good you can use it to bless people you can use it to influence societies and influence nations you can use it to impact lives and bring change and turn around positively into people's destinies however it is the love of it and i define it by telling you the incessant insatiable desire to have money at any and every cost that is why in this generation people will not mind killing people so they can make some money can i preach 
people don't mind sacrificing people sacrificing relationships sacrificing loyalties for the sake of money if your life is defined by money then you are bound to fail in life because no matter how much you have of it you will never be satisfied and you'll pursue more and more of it hallelujah you will deal with people based on money now the problem is not possessing money the problem is money possessing you amen the problem is not that you will possess the problem is when money possesses you have you not seen people when they are rich the way they even talk to people changes it's like they feel that you don't have the right to enter into their presence you don't have the right to even talk to them because you don't have money the problem with that kind of thinking is that a man can be born in a manger and yet be the prince of peace <laughs> hallelujah a man can be born in a manger and yet own everything the Bible says through him was everything made and without him was nothing made that was made it means that even the place the land whatever was used in building the manger in building the place where the manger was belonged to him because the earth is the Lord's and yet he didn't have a place to sleep so there are people who certain things belong to in the realm of the spirit today they may not have it but if you deal with them based on who they are today or their poverty level today you may be making a mistake there could be the next millionaire on your side the next mighty man on your side but you are convinced that he doesn't have anything and so you look down on people and talk to them anyhow you are making a mistake can I preach it says wow people coveted after the head from the face the head from the face somebody wants to marry you say how much money do you have what work do you do He, he deals in oil and gas hey, that's the one I'm looking for that's the one I'm looking for he's beating me but he's paying me <laughs> he's beating me but at least when I cry I cry in a Mercedes Benz <laughs> hallelujah one day I pray for you that your integrity will not be bought by money in the name of Jesus Christ I said your integrity will not be bought by money in the name of Jesus the Bible said in the 6 verse 6 that godliness with contentment is great gain Job 36 11 Job 36 11 if you obey and serve him they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures now if you take NIV or some other versions they say it puts it this way they will spend their days in prosperity bless you and their years in contentment somebody say contentment they will spend their days in prosperity and years in contentment which means you can be prosperous and content at the same time the problem is when you are never content with anything amen you are never content because if you are motivated by money there will always be somebody who has more than the person you are with now can I preach one person has maybe the person you are with now is he's worth thousand cities you leave him find somebody who is worth two thousand somebody else is also worth three thousand 
would you leave him and find that one okay somebody else is also worth four thousand and five thousand so you keep jumping ship based on the motivations of money nothing else we must begin see if you see people for who they really are if you treat people for for what they are worth and not how much money they have then you are indeed representing the kingdom and indeed you will succeed in life amen trust me there are people who if you knew who they were destined to be if you knew if, if only you knew yeah the shoemaker's son can also become president one day yeah. the charcoal seller's son can also become minister one day have you not heard stories of people where they will tell you how things were for them and how suddenly now they have made it now there are two groups of people i've realized in life there's a category of people who when they are blessed and you know that this one is blessed and content they are still humble in their blessing they are so humble and respectful with all their money sometimes you even see them and they are so simple you wonder ah, is this person really really wealthy and yet there are others when they come they want you to put your dress on the ground so that they walk on it they want everybody to know that they have arrived the bible says when you die you will take nothing away <laughs> your mercedes benz it will mean nothing after you are dead can i say that one too it will be meaningless your G wagon all the money in this world, your iPhone that you let us have peace over your iPhone you let us have peace over I, iPhones I've I, I realized iPhones don't fit into pockets anymore so far have you seen that one everybody who owns an iPhone must hold the iPhone <laughs> amen you, you watch you watch um, news on, on on some of the foreign media and you see countries like the US when they say a new iPhone is coming Yehoah people will spend time hours in queue so that they'll be the first to own it and I ask myself so if you are the thousand person to own it what would the iPhone lose value I, I don't I, really I, I don't know if you understand my, my I don't get it like the person wants to be I was one of the first who put and so what iPhone does even Apple doesn't know you they only know the money you are giving to them hallelujah contentment with godliness is great gain tell somebody contentment with godliness is great gain if it was not for money how would we have several young ladies of our generation they would they know that the man is married they know that the man has children they know that the man is married with his wife and is living with them they say i don't mind i will patch and i'll be a trotro mate <clears throat> one lady came to me like that some years ago she said i i um I, there's this man i don't want to mention the man's name very popular in ghana said there is this man who I am um, I, I am the baby mama of the man's son but the man has a wife and family and everything the man has bought me a house and I'm living in the house with my son and he comes to visit me when he's not with the family but the man has promised me about fifty thousand dollars and I want you to pray so that he would you I will see favor he will come and give me that money fast 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 I looked at her I said I'm not sure you know who you are talking to so if the money comes out I'll, I'll, I'll do you fine 
You you do who fine? <laughs> oh, nala dollars. I told them, well, this is not a prayer I can pray. It's, it's, it's not. I have a tall prayer list. This one I can't include it in it. She was. You can see clearly the only motivation for anything that she was doing for for the decision she has taken was money, nothing else. And because of that, certain wives are crying and they are crying in their homes. Certain children are not seeing their fathers because some young lady somewhere has spotted a man with money and is finding any way to extract some. Somebody shout mercy. mercy. Oh, somebody shout mercy. mercy. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. Matthew 6 24. Matthew 6 24. Glory to Jesus. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Scripture says no man can serve two masters. And, and he started explaining how um, the two are mutually exclusive. So you cannot serve the two at the same time. It's either you serve one and hate the other, or you you serve this one and hate this one. Then it says, in the same vein, you cannot serve both God and money. Do you know what it means to serve something? To be devoted to it. To, to respond to its promptings, its callings. To be there when it wants you to be there. To be at its beck and call. To be always there. And it says, you cannot serve both God and money. But it means that you can serve money. You understand? It means you can serve money. Only that you can't serve both God and money. So what does it mean when you are serving money? You are only moved by money. I know preachers of, of this day who will ask you when you invite them to preach, how much are you going to give me? Or that's now I say, how much are you going to give me? No, it's too small. Increase it. So okay, now that we have agreed on how much you are giving me, I want you to deposit half of the money into an account. Okay, once I get the half, I will come. When I finish, then you give me the other half. I said, this one is business, it's not ministry. In the same vein, we have gospel, and I use the word gospel in, in quotes and advisedly. Gospel musicians who you invite them to come and minister, and they will tell you, I will charge you this before you come. And I tell my pastors all the time, I hold pastors and preachers in the same regard and standards as I hold musicians, gospel musicians for that matter. And so if a pastor, I will not allow a pastor to charge me for preaching for me, I will not allow a musician to charge me for singing for me. It cannot happen. Amen. There was one, one day I wanted to invite a certain musician here and then he said, uh, well, I, I want to charge this amount. I said, forget it. The problem is not that I cannot pay you what you're asking for. The problem is that you think that you need to charge me before coming to sing. You have made a mistake. This is not business. That's serving God. Can I preach? It says, you cannot serve God and mammon. And so because of that, we have uh, fathers in this land who have been forced into sonship relationships with people who are either in the occultic or 
God does not even know them and has not called them. But because they have money to go and sow into the life of a father, the father has been blinded by the money that he has been given. And so he says, this is my son. He doesn't care where he got power from. He doesn't care where he got money from. Can I go there? Yeah. It, 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 you, 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 you will be shocked that there are many young people who are called, who are looking for a father to mentor them and to direct them and to show them the path and how to survive in this perilous uh, calling of ministry and how to do well. But they will not find anybody ready to mentor them as long as they don't have any money to give to them in the form of seed. We have turned ministry into a transactional activity and a business setup where we only relate with people who have money. We are serving money and not serving God. Serving money and not serving God. But I see God raise another generation of people who will come to him boldly and say that it is you that I came to serve. Every other thing is secondary. Every other thing I relegate to the background. And in doing that, may God glorify your life as well. In the name of the Lord Jesus, somebody shout yes. Yeah, people are serving money and they have set God aside. They have no regard for the place of God. They have no regard. Now, put up Philemon 110. Put up Philemon 110. Put up Philemon 110. Then after this one, I will show you some people in the Bible who chose the path of money and they lost their way. Philemon 110, please. And it says, I pray for my son Onesimus, who I bore whilst in chains. Philemon 110. I bore in chains. If, if you open it, you can. Have you opened it? Just I pray for my son Onesimus. Is it there? Who I bore in chains, or who I bore in my bondage? I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. This is Philemon wanted. This is Paul speaking, and Paul says, "I beseech you for my son Onesimus. When did I birth Onesimus?" When did I give birth to him as a son, as a spiritual son? When I was in chains, when I was in prison, then I got a son. In this generation, we still have sons who say that even though I see Paul, you are in prison, I will still come to you so that you will father me because I know you are the one who will direct me. Many of us are looking for a father who is driving a G wagon, a father who is all over, flying first class and doing this and doing that because we want to associate with success and therefore those people may not have even the time or the patience to lead and direct you on the path of purpose, yet we will throw them away. But the Bible says there was a man called Onesimus who was able to spot and know that Paul carried something that I'm looking for that even though he's in prison and even though he's in chains he is still the one that can father me hallelujah you cannot serve both God and money tell somebody you cannot serve both both God and money one more time you cannot serve both God and money Many of us are serving money. We are not even realizing it. We are moved by money. There are a few people in scripture who followed money and missed their way. Number one, Lot. Lot. How many of you remember Lot? How many of you remember Lot? When God asked Abraham to leave, 
Lot followed him or he went with Lot and it got to a time both of them were experiencing increase and an overflow and, 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 and prosperity and, and so much so that they started having contentions and infighting amongst their men and the Bible says that God said they had to now come to the place where they would, there would be a separation. Lot must choose his path and Abraham must go another path and the Bible says that uh, Abraham asked Lot to choose first. He lifted up his head and saw a plane that was lush, that was ripe, that was prosperous, that looked nice, that had potential and, and had money. He could virtually see that this is the land that has the, the, the everything I'm looking for. And the Bible says he decided to choose that place. He didn't know that in choosing that place, he would end up in Sodom and Gomorrah. He didn't know. If only he had known, he would have probably chosen another area. He was simply moved by how lush and green and fertile the land was. But Abraham, a man who walked with God, just allowed him to choose. And after that, he chose the other side. And, and, and after that, he, Lot left. The Bible said, God told him, lift up your head. For as far as your eyes can see, will I give to you and your children's children. Lot missed this way. Number two, Gehazi. God anointed Elijah prophet. Elijah was doing mighty things. And after Elijah, God raised Elisha for the mantle to be passed on to him. And after Elijah, God was looking for another person. And, and, and the servant Gehazi was the one. If you read my book, it is well. I talked to you about how Gehazi began. How many of you have read that portion? How Gehazi began. And when, when the prophet Elisha entered into the woman's house and asked what can be done for this woman, it was Gehazi who spotted and, and was able to know that this woman needs a child so where the prophet couldn't see Gehazi was able to see and even advise the prophet that was how he began and that was the potential that he carried yet the Bible says a man called Naaman came with an issue and after that Elisha had directed him on what to do and he was presenting gifts money raiments to him and he rejected it Gehazi bypassed his father and went to claim the goods and instead of receiving an anointing he received leprosy for him and his family instead of receiving an anointing he received leprosy because he chose money number three Dimas somebody say Dimas Philemon 1 23 23 I want to show you something about him first and then I'll show you the scripture Philemon 1 23 23 24 Right. This Paul still speaking. He says, There salute thee, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus. 24. He says, Marcus. He says, Aristarchus. He says, Demas. He says, Lucas, my fellow laborers. This is Paul speaking. He is listing uh, a few people that he was working with for God. He called them fellow laborers. There was Marcus and others. And there was a man also in there called Demas. Now, Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.10. 2 Timothy 4.10. 2 Timothy 4.10. Glory to Jesus. Alright, for Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica, Christians to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. He says, Demas has done what? Has forsaken me. He loved the present things, the pleasures of this world. The Demas that just a few minutes ago in Philemon, and he was giving a shout out to. 
was giving a shout out to Dimas. He says, and these are my fellow co-laborers. He says, Marcus he says, Aristarchus. Then he says, Dimas. And, and he was, these guys are my fellow laborers. Then we come to Timothy. He says, Dimas has forsaken me. So it's not, it's, see, Demas started well. He was a fellow laborer working for God alongside Paul. It means that he was probably even on his way to become an apostle of some sort if he was not already. Fellow laborer, maybe one of the elders of the early church. And the Bible says he forsook him for the pleasures and love of this world. Money. Pleasures. Number fourth person, or, or, or the fourth person, Judas Iscariot. Judas. It's cabbage. Judas is carried. This man also betrayed Jesus for money. It's, it's amazing, man of God, that Judas was with Jesus when he was healing the sick, when he was raising the dead, when he was performing many mighty things and many mighty miracles, yet he betrayed him. You see, it means that a man that is motivated by money, nothing can change him. You can do all the miracles, you will not be moved by it. You can show such a person all the love in this world. You can kill yourself for a woman who is moved by money and you will still die in vain. She will jump to the next person. Can I go there? Judas, the man that you followed, that was doing mighty things, miracles all over, signs and wonders. The other day, they brought a man through the roof, he raised him. The other day, this one um, was blind. His part mixed. The eyes are open. There was a, a, a somebody's uh, child that was being carried. The man woke up. There was a, a woman with the issue of blood. And all these things, Judas, you were there. You saw it with your eyes. And yet, when we're looking for somebody to give more, and you see, you could see the signs were there in Judas's life. You know that. You can tell. Because when the woman with the alabaster box came and dropped it at the feet of Jesus and poured the oil at his feet, Judas started saying that, ah, Master this one, we could have sold it and given it to the poor. And the Bible says that wasn't his, his real intention. He was saying that because he wanted to look for a way to steal the money. And, and yet, he was the treasurer of Jesus' ministry international. So, the man who was a thief, and he was handling Jesus' money. He was never satisfied with the money he was even handling and went ahead to betray his master because of money. Hallelujah. People have followed money and they have missed their way. They have failed in life because they made money their purpose. They made money their focus. If you do that, you will never have enough of it. You will never, you will never have enough of it. Proverbs eleven twenty eight. Let me add a couple of scriptures and then we will pray and then we are out of here. Proverbs eleven twenty. He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. Shall do what? He shall fall. He shall fail. He shall fall. Whoever trusts in his riches shall fall. But the righteous shall flourish, flourish as a branch. Luke 8, 14. Luke 8 14 and that which fell among thorns um, you go, go back to 12 and let's work our way down Luke 8 12 
those by the wayside are they that hear that this is Jesus speaking a parable to to people they were saying that uh, the word of God is like uh, it comes to different categories of, of soil or land and he says for some it's like the word that it's like a seed sorry that falls by the wayside for some it's like a seed that falls on hard ground and it says for some it's like a seed that falls into tongues and then for the last category it's like a seed that falls into good ground and then he started explaining he said those by the wayside are they that hear then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved 13 then he says they those on the rock are they which when they hear and receive the word with joy and these have no root for which which for a while believe and in time of temptation they fall away 14 and it says that which fall or fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life and they bring no fruit to perfection was talking about categories of people who hear God's word and it does nothing for them and the third category are those who are who are choked by their pursuit of money and riches and the cares of this life that the word of God has no place for growth and perfection in their lives this one too is in the Bible hallelujah listen to me I am not saying be poor if you make a mistake and you are poor we have to do deliverance service for you I'm not asking you to be poor I'm asking you not to make money the sole purpose for your existence in life not to make decisions just simply based on money last scripture last scripture last my final scripture Ecclesiastes 510 Ecclesiastes 510 Ecclesiastes 510 He that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. He that loveth silver, you will never be satisfied with silver. You, you will never be satisfied. Never be satisfied with silver. Hallelujah. I, I want you to pray in the next few.